0: All right, let's get started. Okay, so last week, we had the great privilege to have um, Pastor Clark Clemens come out here, which is one of my mentors, many guys that are in my life, one of the mentors that really spoke into my life the moment I came into the children's ministry, in ministry the generation side of thing, And uh, it's just amazing to have him uh, come out here. Uh, he's planning to come back out later on in 2018, but it was a blessing to have him out here. Um, and I kind of want to recap briefly uh, about what he talked about. Now he talked about hope for the holidays, and I remember he even he didn't sing lyrics, but he just read the lyrics on uh, a wonderful time of the year. But he was realistic about certain things. Sometimes around this time, it's not so wonderful, right? And sometimes it is hard because maybe we lost a loved one or we're going through a heartbreak or, or just something just that reminds you during this season that we went through. And so what he spoke on was just having hope for the holidays, ultimately having Christ as our hope, like an anchor. And he referenced to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, and he had said this, We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary Behind the curtain. And the, the, the purpose of him reading that was to remind us that even though there's a storm on the outside or above the waters underneath, when we're anchored, that thing ain't going anywhere. We are not tossed by the winds and the waves, the issues that we face, circumstances that we face on this earth. And so he said, even though we're walking through this, this uh, holiday season, this Christmas season, we can still find hope. Even when it's a dark or a stormy day, we can find hope in Christ and Christ alone. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you right now, Lord, for this opportunity to speak on your word, Father. Lord, I step aside. Holy Spirit, you take total control of my words, of my tongue, Father. That every word I speak comes from the heart and the throne of God. Lord, I pray right now that, that the words I speak will penetrate our hearts, our souls, Father. And it will minister us in many different ways. We thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say amen. Amen. And I want to add on to, uh, not add on, that's not right. I want to continue on. There you go. Continue with the hope in Christ. What do we do to keep hope alive in our lives? Well, let's start out in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. And let me remind you in the book of Jeremiah, when you read chapter after chapter, You'll see the dark days that they're living on because they were exiled into, into Babylon. And what, what's happening is chapter after chapter, I, I believe it's uh, chapter 4, where you see these, these guys going through dark days. And even though they're going through dark days, in, verse, uh, in chapter 29, verse 11, you see God speak. And he says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, he's talking to these guys in the middle of a storm, in the middle of dark days. And he says, I still have plans for you, declares the Lord, that has hope and a future for you. Maybe you're walking through something right now. Maybe it's dark right now. Church, I want to remind you guys that you have hope and you still have a future. In the name of Jesus Christ. Because in Christ alone, hope and future are hand in hand. I'll say that again. In the name of Jesus Christ, hope and future are hand in hand. You see, hope is a joyful expectation. Everyone say expectation. Hope is a joyful expectation for your future. You're expecting it. You're expecting your future to be bright and with light. You see, hope never addresses your current circumstances, what you're going through right now. Your hope is for what's to come. I had a friend one time. I was in Bible school. It was probably 2008, 2009, and I remember going through a tough time. I remember going through a storm, and I remember thinking to the point where I have to quit Bible school to address this and fix it. But I had one friend. All he said was that he didn't even quote the scriptures. He was just real with me. He says, Jesse, did you know with every storm that comes on the other side of it, there's a bright sunny day? And because he said that, I visually saw, you guys know I'm very visual, right? I visually saw this clouds and the storm and the lightning come, but I saw it moving and it passed. And then I saw the sun come out. And that one moment, I realized no matter what I face, the sun will always shine. The sun of God will always shine. You see, hope, again, like I said, hope never addresses your current circumstances, but it always anticipates where you're going, where I'm going, not where you've been. You see, when Jesus, again, when you look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see Jesus where he's physically on earth. He's walking, his feet are touching this ground, and he's walking this earth. Okay, and you see, Jesus, when he calls his disciples to follow him, his interest was not on their past mistakes. I mean, when you look at it, you see religion, you see Pharisees and Sadducees and and those that know the past of these disciples. You see them pointed out the mistakes. But Jesus, that was not his interest in his disciples when he called them to follow, his interest was their redempting future. He knew what was coming. He kept looking forward, not behind their past mistakes. You see, when, when we are called to, to the family of God, when we are called by Christ and we say, yes, I need a Lord and Savior, sometimes we continue to look at our past mistakes and disqualify ourselves. But Christ has said, no, 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 for my blood has covered a multitude of sin. Let's look forward. Let's move forward. Hope says, my tomorrow will be better than my yesterday. Proverbs 4.25. I'm gonna give you guys a little assignment. Actually, this will be a good um, exercise. In the book of Proverbs, there's 31 chapters. What I personally love to do is I love to read a proverb a day. So for instance, today's the 10th, right? 10th. So you would read Proverbs 10. If it's the 22nd, you read Proverbs 22nd. And you continue that cycle because the book of Proverbs, okay? The book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. Man, I've learned so much out of the book of proverbs i've seen the principles of god instilled in my life to stand up for righteousness to not pursue riches and prosperity but to pursue integrity and when you pursue integrity and righteousness riches honor and prosperity chase you so there's the book of proverbs i encourage you guys look into it Well, proverb of david is something that we want to do okay but in proverbs chapter 4 verse 25 it says this let your eyes look directly Forward, okay? And your gaze be straight before you. How many of you guys have small kids? Make some noise. Oh, those are tired noises. You do have small kids, don't you? <laughs> I didn't even want them. Ooh, I'm like, I'm drained. But I have I have four children, and um, I believe it was around 2009, 10 is when we started kind of getting into the DVD collection the VeggieTales, the, 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 the Pixar, it's, all that stuff, right? And uh, there's this one movie that my kids absolutely burned out. Like, we watched it all the time, okay? It was back in 2010-11. And uh, you guys know what I'm talking about when I say The Incredibles? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We watched this movie The Incredibles a bunch of times, just a bunch of superheroes. And, you know, to me, it's just like everyone's a superhero, no one's a superhero type of deal. It's like, okay. Well, anyways, I'm not talking about the, the, the movie itself. But there is this one scene, okay, where all these superheroes go into hiding, and one by one they're t- being taken out by a villain. Now there's this one superhero, his name is Beam. Everyone say Beam. And his super ability <laughs> is to just gaze at something and like this beam comes out and like it burns it or makes it blow up. I, I don't know. But his, his vision is what he gazes on is exactly what burns or-, or comes down. And this one scene, you see the superhero come up and... He sees the ruins, I want to see the ruins, the skeleton bones of this guy because he was taken out. And he looks at his gaze because he's, the gazer beams focus on something. And he looks, and as he comes, you see this puzzling thing come together. And the moment he's in gazer beams' vision, he sees a message. I don't remember the message. But what I'm saying is this. I don't know why I went to that, 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 that movie. But what I am saying is this. When you gaze your eyes on something, God, when you gaze your eyes, not on something, on Christ. When you gaze your eyes forward, watch the mysteries, the revelations, the new insights of God. Watch them write it before you, write it before you. What your next step is, who you are in Christ. He says, gaze, your, uh, for you to gaze and uh, your eyes and to be straight. To gaze your eyes to. Uh, oh man, let me start all over. Let your eyes be directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. When your hope is in Jesus Christ. Your hope in Jesus Christ alone, let me tell you something. I spoke on it a little bit. Watch discouragement, watch depression, not settle in in your heart. It can't make a home in you because of your hope, because of your anchor. Understand that when we hope in Jesus Christ, it lifts up our heads, it lifts our hearts, and ultimately, it lifts our hands. It lifts our hands to worship our one true Savior. So we all agree, hope is very important, right? You know, we tend to talk about hope a lot during this season in December, but, man, it goes on and on. Hope is what keeps us moving forward. Hope in Christ alone. There are four reasons we need to hope, and I just want to briefly share that with you guys. The first one is hope, and I mean hope in Christ, okay? Hope moves us forward. Everyone say forward. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, it says this. No, dear brothers and sisters, talking to us, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, Paul says. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting the past and to look forward for what lies ahead. Hanging to our past regrets and our mistakes will not Allow us to advance. You know, this morning when I was driving, like most of you guys were, um, I'm in my driveway, and for me to get out to come to church, I had to back up. Now, for a brief moment, I have to look at my rearview mirror, okay, as I'm pulling backwards out of my my house. The reason why I look at my mirror is because, first of all, I want to make sure nothing's in the way because my past mistakes you know how many times I hit the trash can? <laughs> I'm being honest with you guys. I'm being, I being I would back up, and I knocked that thing over. I'm like, ah! You ever scream in the car, no one's around? Yeah. And I would, you said yeah? <laughs> I would back up, and I remember one time backing up, and I hit, I hit the trash can, and it was, it was overflowing. Yeah, you guys already know what the picture, what it looks like. Who's ever done that? Yeah, Steve, you have, right? When it overflows and it tips over, then what happens? And then the bag rips. Let me remind you, I've been changing diapers for almost 10 years now. So there are diapers in that thing. And I'm like, man, I'm going to be late for work, you know, this whole deal. And so I go outside and I'm just cleaning it up. So one of the reasons why I back up, the first thing I honestly look for, because I've ran into that so many times, is I look for a trash can. I'm <laughs> just making sure. Even if it's not trash day, I'm just going to check if there's a trash can back there. But after that, but after that, I don't focus my attention on the rearview mirror anymore. I'm focused on the windshield. I'm focused on moving straight, a direction of where I need to go. Because how many of you know if my focus while I'm driving to church was only on the rearview mirror, (laughs) it wouldn't be pretty. How many times do we look at the rearview mirror of our life and God's saying, I put a windshield before you. By the way, a windshield protects us from any type of clutter or bugs or anything, right? Right? God says, I have put a protection in front of you. I have put a windshield in front of you. Why are you focused on the rearview mirror? Why do you continue to drive life looking backwards? Because when you drive life looking backwards, you don't even know where you're going. And then you cry to me saying, "Where, where am I, God? Why am I going through this? And God says, you didn't gaze your eyes straight ahead. You didn't look forward like I told you to. When you think about gazing your eyes far, when you think about uh, looking what lies ahead, like Paul says, you see the provision, you see the promises, you see the direction, you see the purpose of why you're here on earth. If Jesus would have looked at the rearview mirror of all his disciples' lives, I'm pretty sure it would have been a different outcome. But he didn't. He knew there was direction to go Forward, forward! Everyone say forward. forward. Forward finishes the race. Forward finishes the race. Number two, hope. Again, hope in Jesus Christ. Hope energizes the present. Understand that it's worth living today because the eternal tomorrow is so much more brighter. It is so much more brighter. Did you know that the opposite? of living for today is worrying about tomorrow or dwelling on yesterday? Do you know that? When you worry about what's coming tomorrow or when you dwell about what happened yesterday, you're doing the opposite of living for today. And the reason why I bring that up is because God's focus is for today. Because the Bible says, today, everyone say today. today. Today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. He says today, don't worry about tomorrow, let go of yesterday, today, Philippians. I like, you know what? If Paul talks to the, the, the church of Philippi, but in Philippians chapter 3, same chapter, a little bit more ahead, in verse 20 and 21, I'm gonna, I want to read this through the message translation because I love how the message really draws it out. And I pray that, that this will be drawn out to you guys as well. But in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, it says this, but there's far more to life for us. We're, we're citizens of high heaven. You guys catch that? I'll say that again. But there is far more (laughs) to life for us. We are citizens of high heaven. We're waiting the arrival of the Savior, the Master, Jesus Christ, who will transform our earthly bodies into glorious bodies like his own. He'll make us beautiful and whole. Let's camp out there for a second. Everyone say whole. Did you know the moment you come to Christ, he has made you beautiful and whole. I'm not talking from an outward perspective. I'm not even talking from an earthly perspective. I'm talking how God made you. When, he, when you come to Christ, he has made you brand new. He has made you whole. Wholeness is now a part of you. And if you don't believe that, let me clarify something for you. Wholeness has nothing to do with your effort. Wholeness is saying, Lord, I receive you. And I know I've been made complete in Christ. Continuing on. He'll make us beautiful and whole with the same powerful skill by which he was putting everything as it should be under and around him. Everyone say wholeness. Now, number three, hope lightens our darkness in john chapter 8 verse 12 it says when jesus spoke again to the people he said i jesus am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life the light of life if you have christ in you you will never he says jesus speaking walk in darkness you will have a lamp You will have his word. You will have his ways that will light your path. Uh, It was in 2007. I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Maddie and I were just uh, married. We were probably about five months into our marriage. Maybe you heard this on CNN or national news or whatever. But in 2007 in Tulsa, Oklahoma and around the whole region, there was a huge ice storm. I don't know if you guys remember that. Anybody remember? Ice storm, raise your hand. Yeah, There was this huge, if not, uh, this ice storm really took out the entire region. I have a picture real quick. Uh, can you put that picture up of this ice storm? This is Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is no joke. Everywhere we went looked exactly like that. To be honest with you, I stole that from Google because I couldn't find my pictures. But that's, that is Tulsa, Oklahoma right there, and that is the ice storm. The ice was so heavy on the trees, that limbs and actually the full trees were just coming down and crashing. It was horrible. It was horrible. I remember uh, us being in our apartment and we would hear, no joke, we would hear this like every 20 minutes. Dzz, boom! And what was happening is transformers would blow up because of the ice and how cold it was. And I remember building after building Lights was just going out. And then you would hear limbs falling. We were in the dark in the middle of winter with a coat of ice just like that. Look at the sign. You can see the ice. That whole thing is just shielded with ice. We were left in there for two weeks with no electricity. I remember that day we had said, okay, we probably have like this much hot water. Let's just take a shower and not shower for the next couple. Because we have, we just, we have to, we have, we had to prepare ourselves. Our fridge went out, and our food. We were thinking about our food that we had there. It's going to go bad. Walmart was down the street, and let me tell you something. Their food went quick, but what was left? Their pro or the meat part of things that was left there, <laughs> it went bad, and they had to toss it out. I remember a dumpster of meat because all the power went out two whole weeks. So the first night we stood in night candlelight, you know, we're under the blankets, we're trying to get as warm as possible because our apartment's starting to get really, really, hey, 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 relax. We're <laughs> apartment, apartment, we, yeah, we had to stay warm. <laughs> but our apartment started getting really cold, really, really cold. And we didn't know what to do. And I remember thinking, man, this is going to take forever. No power, nothing. And at the time, I, we didn't have smartphones. I don't even know if smartphones were even around at that time. But we didn't have smartphones to look up things. I mean, we had nothing. Well, I worked for uh, on campus, and it was called the Christmas lights. And um, we had this warehouse, which we called the barn, probably as big as this uh, auditorium. And it was just uh, lights and everything. Um, so what we ended up doing, long story short, what we ended up doing is we grabbed some tents, because, and we went to the barn. Because the barn had a generator. And that generator was built to the ch- with the church, and when, that, when the church was built, they built this generator on it. And because whatever circumstances or storm they went through, tornadoes, whatever they went through, power could go out, the barn was always lit. The barn was always lit. So we went there. And I remember a bunch of our buddies came, and we all piled up in this thing, and we had the heater going, and for two weeks we stayed warm. We actually grabbed all our food from the fridge, and we put it in the fridge of the barn, a very small one. We had eggs, bacon every morning because we, we, we combined our food. But for two weeks, we had no power in the midst of the storm. When it was dark, and I'm going to be honest with you, it was a little eerie at nighttime because it was just quiet, an unusual quietness. But in the midst of a darkness, Marty and I knew we had light. Marty and I knew we had had a place where we can go and we were safe, even when everything else was hard. I said, hope, light, uh, hope. Lightens our darkness, and John and Jesus in the book of John, Jesus says, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will ne- walk in darkness. will never walk in darkness, but will have light of life." When you walk in the circumstances, when you walk in life, when you're going through an issue, you can always have. You were built with a generator named the Holy Spirit. You can always go home. You can always have that light, even when circumstances are dark, even when things are blowing up in your life and things are coming down like limbs in the tree. You can always go back to the barn, in a sense the Holy Spirit, you can always come back to the Father and say, I have light no matter what. My hope, my hope, my anchor in Christ will help me go forward. And the last one is hope increases faith. Hope increases faith. I'm gonna close it with this scripture. Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. And it says, now faith is being sure. We will get what we hope for. It is being sure of what we cannot see. Going back to that story, I didn't know when we were gonna get our power back. Honestly, we were getting tired of it, of being in the barn, but we knew we would be taken care of eventually. And when two weeks went by, we were taken care of. The moment you come to Jesus Christ, (laughs) understand this, your faith has been activated. say that again. The moment you come to Jesus Christ, your faith has been activated. You see, when you think of God's word and his scripture, and you think about Jesus at Calvary, knowing he died for all mankind, for the forgiveness of our sins, we can honestly say physically we've never seen it. But my faith believes and stands on his word. Your faith has been activated. And when you continue that journey, hope, Moving forward, gazing your eyes on Christ, it increases your faith. Now, faith is being sure we will get what we hope for. Everyone say eternal life. Church, I just wanna encourage you. If you feel like it is hopeless right now, you don't know where you're going, it is dark. Don't forget to turn to the word of God because the word is your flashlight. The word will show you your direction and the way with the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, so many times we can allow the circumstance to toss us left and right. The current's too strong and it's just pulling me. But God says, I've given you the the, the weapons and and the, the words to speak to go against this current. I created you to swim against it. And when you swim, said, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. (laughs) But when you swim up that current, watch energy come to you because of hope. Watch you live for today because of hope. Hope in our Lord and our Savior. Let's pray. Father, I thank you right now for an opportunity that we were able just to share your word, Father. Lord, I pray for every single one of us right now, including myself, Father. Holy Spirit, minister to our hearts. Speak to us right now there's something in our area father god that's still dark that we don't want to let go holy spirit convict us right now so we can release it to you father thank you so much for speaking i'm going to give you two invites i want to hand out two invites the first one is maybe you know Christ, you've, you've, you know the church life, you've grown up in it, but you've kind of stepped away from Christ. And you've realized, man, I have not been looking at hope. I have not even been communicating with my heavenly father. Well, daddy's calling you back home. You understand that your life might be getting dark, but God says, I have light for you. And he just wants you to come back home. If you know that is you. I want you to get ready to come back home. The second invite is this. Maybe you've never heard of Jesus this way. Maybe you thought church was something different. But understand that he's created you to be the church. And all he really wants is your heart, a relationship with you. And this is the first time you're coming home to be a part of this family because you want to be a part of this family on the count of three on any of those invites i want you to shoot your hand up all eyes closed do it with bonus one i want jesus two i need jesus three shoot your hand up right now you know you need your savior god bless you over there you can put your hand down anybody else awesome well church we're going to do this as a family I want everyone to put one hand over their heart and repeat after me. Say, Father, I believe in you. I believe in your son, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Holy Spirit, make a home in my heart. Guide me, lead me, show me your truth and ways.